0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast Roundtable
1: discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for Showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk sports groups on
2: Facebook Our partners Lost Wolf on Sport.com Streams live
3: on BlogTalkRadio.com
4: Sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 473. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football, Canadian football, maybe some American football, but not the NFL. Hey, what I don't know, great news, breaking news right across the league today, all sorts of wonderful things. CFL fans, are they excited? No, they're losing their fucking minds. Unbelievable the stupid responses from morons out there. I don't understand it, but you know what? Hey, not everybody's perfect. Not everybody can be intelligent. Some people just have to live on emotions. What the hell? Oh my good Lord. Anyhow, what else is going on? All sorts of wonderful things. We're, we're, we're just going to talk some football. It's going to be very exciting, but before we talk football and we're going to talk all sorts of things, basically it's a CFL XFL are having open communications about how they can benefit each other. That's it. Okay? We're going to get to this later, but that's what it's about. How they can help each other. Boom. Bottom line. Wonderful thing. Now, and and we're going to – the CFLPA supports this, and Bob Young is Bob Young, and all sorts of wonderful things. But before we get going and before we start the week reviews, and actually even before I – Um, introduce the panel, which I'm going to do very, 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 very quickly. It's a very, very sad time in the CFL. Not because we're about to lose our season, and we've just lost the season, and not because we may lose our identity towards an American conglomerate. Um, No, we lost a great one in the CFL this week. Um, Chris Schultz, a longtime Argo big man six foot eight uh tsn panel panelist for a longest time a couple of three years ago his father died and he really kind of lost it and he 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 left the panel and uh i i saw him or i've heard him come up uh he's do, was doing the color commentary for tsn radio in toronto for the argos home games uh sirius xm has the broadcast a local game so when bc was playing in toronto the sirius xm had the toronto station on and there was schultz and it was it was great it was like a breath of fresh air because this man knows football this man has the ability to articulate football he knows what's going on i i, I you know you listen to p- idiots like glenn Suter, and and uh, matt dunnigan and yeah they understand football but they're they're clueless as to how to communicate it towards um the fans and that's kind of one of the big things and Schultz has never been a homer in that aspect he, he loves the CFL as a whole no one particular team although I I think he leans towards the Argos or at least he did um but uh very sad news this week was that um Chris Schultz has passed away and I I looked through a few articles and I didn't find out what was the matter with him or what happened to him. And I'm sure if somebody on the panel is going to enlighten me, if they've read something or have heard something on it, regardless of what happened to him or why it's, it's a very sad day. And um, I'm kind of bummed about it because uh, he was one of my favorite um, media personalities in the CFL. And uh, we're just going to open up the mic straight across the board. I'll introduce the guys and uh, we can talk about Chelsea. Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Mark, 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 I've opened your mic. Talk.
1: It's on, my mic is open. Sorry about that. I'm doing well, doing well. Just getting home from work, so I'm a little
4: scattered, but I'm not good. Oh, so normal? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh. Flip it right around and uh Charles, you're here. Welcome to the show, buddy. Uh
2: thank you very much. Uh thanks. It's um nice to be talking again. And uh just uh so you know I noticed you uh brought that up uh uh Christopher, or, um um Chris Schultz passed away of a heart attack.
4: It it was, eh? Yeah, I thought so. Yes. Big man. Yeah, it was, yeah. Big heart. Mm hmm. Okay. This is kind of a bummer to, to me. It's, it is, yeah. anyhow. This is just is not a good no, thing. No, absolutely, no. Hey, okay. and uh, William, welcome to the show, bud.
3: Hello. Yes, I heard the same thing Charles heard about heart attack. So I would assume that's what it is. Um, 61 years old. Christopher and I can really relate to this. That's way too close to home, Christopher.
4: Um, well, yeah,
3: and it's a, it's, uh, and it's a it, terrible it, it's,
4: thing. It's this Sunday is my birthday.
3: Oh, is that right? And you'll be closer. Yeah. So the big 59. So, hey. Yeah. Um, you know what? I always like Chris Schultz because I he had he had this grassroots, down-to-earth kind of feeling about him. I thought he was No, I thought he was a great color commentator, to be honest with you. <clears me. throat> And, 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 and he called you, bullshit on people him, which I loved. If you watched him on TV, he genuinely got excited about football. Okay? Yeah. He was excited. You can tell he was excited. So mm-hmm. and it's just it's too bad. It's just too bad.
0: Yeah.
3: And there's not much more. He loved to talk football. Yeah. He
2: loved to talk football. He didn't care if it was CFL, NFL, no matter what. I mean, he, he yeah. played in both CFL and the NFL. He, also played, he of course, had the, the long career with the Argos, but he also played uh, two years with the Dallas Cowboys. So he right. knew both games, both leagues intimately. So when he was talking, he knew what he was talking about, no matter what league he was talking about.
4: And, and That's no small yeah. feat for a Canadian-born player and a Canadian-trained nope. player, right? I mean, he's from Burlington, Ontario, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know he went through the Canadian system and ended up in the NFL. That's that's no small feat. You know, not many Canadians do that.
3: But I mean, if you think about his era, there wasn't a whole bunch of six foot eight, three hundred pound guys. Okay. No. So that had a lot to do with it, I think. So.
4: Possibly. So. Possibly. So, of course, it yeah, does. No. But,
3: but yeah, like I said, I I don't remember him when he played in the CFL. To be honest with you, I think I might have missed that ten years. To be honest, um, doing other things. But uh, yeah, it it is too bad. It is too bad.
4: I I I mean, how many times have we talked about this on the, on the podcast as how much we miss Schultzy on the panel? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely
2: he was always for sure. the top guy on the panel by far yeah absolutely
4: so very very sad day very sad day Mhm. okay um and i i just wanted to throw that out there because i didn't want to bury it in in the uh in the agenda down at the bottom because to right. me this no this is this was more important and more impactful uh, to the CFL than anything because uh, he was mm-hmm. such a great guy and he's such a g- fabulous ambassador of the game. And Williams, right? Ooh. I mean, it, he he truly got excited when he was talking football, and you couldn't calm him down. And I, I love it. And he knew what he was talking about, and he could articulate it properly without stuttering like Matt Dunigan. <laughs> okay.
3: That's only because Matt's drunk all
4: the time. Yeah. Possibly. I'm not going there. Okay, so uh, we're going to start off the show now. And uh, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Anything uh, not on the agenda? Anything that's kind of new, wonderful? Because we didn't give you the opportunity to say, hey, Charles, how you doing? What's going on in your life? Is there anything you want to talk about? Because I just pulled you right into the Schultze thing.
2: No, is everybody that's good?
4: Certainly <laughs> fitting. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, everybody's good. I'm we're going to start talk talking some tonight. football here. So we had four games last week. We had the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, traveled east into Ottawa to play the Red Blacks. Uh, the handicap was split at five. Uh, Winnipeg uh, ended up with seven points and Ottawa with 27. So the Ottawa Red Blacks pulled off a victory there. Charles, you took the Bombers, will Bombers, and Mark, you took right. Ottawa. You got two points for that. CJ got two points for the Ottawa Red Blocks. Uh The second game up was the Saskatchewan, and they're minus five uh, against the Hamilton, uh, or sorry, the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, there is no handicap for Montreal because they were uh, they had the same ranking as Saskatchewan. So uh, it ended up, and that five points was not quite as important as what it could have been. Uh, final score was Saskatchewan 26, Montreal 33. They would have beat them 33 31 without the handicap. Uh, so that's uh, oh, a victory by Montreal. Charles, you took Montreal. Will, you took Montreal. Mark had Saskatchewan, and CJ took Montreal. Uh, I don't know. Sparky sent me an email or or text uh, earlier this week and saying that I did not articulate uh, who I chose for that game. And I don't believe that that's correct. I'm sure Sparky's incorrect on that. But, you know, hey, so what? I never pick Saskatchewan. That's just never going to happen. So, yeah, Saskatchewan would be bottom. Never mind. Okay, so um, what did we say? Yeah. So, Mark picked Saskatchewan. Everybody else everybody else had Montreal. So, two points straight across the board for everybody but Mark. The third game was the BC Lions. Yes, traveling into Edmonton. BC had a minus five. Edmonton had a zero because they were tied in rankings. Uh, BC ended up with 10 points. Edmonton with 24. Fuck off. Really? Okay, so uh, BC <coughs> lost again. Uh, Charles, you took B.C., Will, you had B.C., Mark had B.C., and CJ took B.C., so we had goose eggs straight across the board there. Final game of the week was the Calgary Stampeders, and they were minus five into Hamilton at minus five. Calgary's a higher-ranked team, and Calgary scored a, a phenomenal 48 points. Unfortunately, that wasn't good enough. Hamilton's 57 points took the victory. Offensive shootout or defensive collapse, which do you want? Uh, Charles, you took Calgary. Will, you took Calgary. Mark, you had Hamilton. CJ took Hamilton. We got two points each for the Ticats. Uh, so the week ended up with Charles with two points from the Montreal game. Will with two points from the Montreal game. Mark, you got two from Ottawa on Hamilton. And CJ got six points. Sorry, you got four points, two each from Ottawa and Hamilton. CJ got six points, two from Ottawa, Montreal, and Hamilton victories. So the podcaster standings after week nine are Will at 42, Mark at 38. You're closing the gap there, Mark, only four points behind. Charles and (laughs) CJ are tied. Can you believe that? After that morbid start that CJ had, he's actually six points each of the last three weeks. Unbelievable. Can we keep this hot streak alive? I doubt it. Okay. We had too many goose eggs earlier on in the year. Uh, the Western Division sits at this Saskatchewan, <coughs> three, six and three. Calgary, four and four. Winnipeg, four and four. Edmonton three and five and the BC Lions at two and six on the season. That's disheartening. Huh. Uh hope hopefully this does not mirror the real season that we may or may not have this year. Okay. Uh the Eastern Division sits at Montreal, top of the league, seven victories to two losses. Hamilton at four and three, Ottawa, and Toronto at two and five. Nobody's surprised by that. But, okay, so there we go on the standing. So this week's games, there's only three games this week. Uh, We got Toronto traveling west to BC in the Battle of the Cellar Dwellers. We have Toronto minus five, BC even odds. Charles, who are you going to take in this monumental game? Uh, you know me. I'm a homer. I'm taking B.C. Okay. William, what are you going to do here? Ditto, B.C. And Mark? Toronto. Mark takes Toronto. CJ's got the Lions. We're taking B.C. B.C. Lions. Okay. Sparky, that's the team on the West Coast, okay? Um. The next game up is going to be the Ottawa Red Blacks. They are minus five for the travel to Calgary. And uh, they are both even in the standing, so there's no additional handicap there. Charles, who are you going to take? Uh, I'm going to take Ottawa. I don't know why. Okay. William? Calgary. Marky? Calgary. And I'm going to take Calgary as well.
2: I'm playing a hunch.
4: Yeah, well, <laughs> so am I. Otherwise, I, I Red Blacks are one of my favorite teams in the league here, so uh, I would normally take them, but I think yeah. the Calgary Peters are going to do this. So um, now we've got the third and final game, only three games this week. We have the Hamilton Tiger Cats going into Saskatchewan. Hamilton is minus 10. Hmm. They're the lower ranked team and they are the visitor. Charles, are you going to take Saskatchewan or are you going to go with those terrible points and take Hamilton?
3: No.
2: Oh. No, I'm going to take Saskatchewan. I hate doing it, but I think I'll take Saskatchewan.
3: William? Hamilton. Yeah, Mark. Hamilton.
4: And CJ takes Hamilton because he will never pick Saskatchewan. Unless maybe they're playing Winnipeg, and then it's a toss coin to for me. Okay, so that is the games for this week. We have Charles has taken B C Ottawa and Saskatchewan. Williams got B C Calgary and Hamilton. Mark has Toronto, Calgary, and Hamilton, and CJ has BC, Calgary, and Saskatchewan. Wow, we're all different. The standings will change. Well, maybe the standings won't change, but the point score, never mind. Let's just move along. Okay, so for the big news, the big news, the big news of the week was the CFL and the XFL are talking about Some kind of working relationship. Well, how could this be a bad thing? Let's talk about the possibilities of what it could be. Okay? Now, I don't ever believe that this is going to become a merger of the two. Not now. Ten years from now, maybe but I don't ever believe the CFL and the XFL will merge. So how do you see this? Now, mm-hmm. I, I believe that we could merge them and have an American and Canadian division and, and play exclusively in that, kind of like the, the American, well, I, I guess they, I don't know how the NFL works, but baseball, you've got the American League and the National League. The National League never right. plays the American League, and the American League never plays the National League, except in the World Series. So I can see. That no, the actually, XFL, they play each other that,
3: the, rest of the season. That
4: that's no,
2: not the don't. case anymore. They have interleague play.
4: Do they have interleague play? Have interleague play? There's not oh, a lot. They of games, do now. They, they started that about.
2: T- uh, they started that I think about a decade ago, where they started doing interleague games. Like, there's only a few per year. It's not like a regular thing, but they do
4: have uh, some interleague play. Okay. Okay. So I'm wrong on that, and I'll accept that. But the leagues are they're, they're kind of exclusive, okay? And I'm going to use that one, and I'm going to yep. kind of roll with that one, okay? Yep. Um. And I don't ha- I don't know is, is the football like that as well, or do they play all over the board?
0: Uh, do they NFL's have the,
4: different? the NFL's different? They play all over the board? Yes. Okay. Um. So. I can see one league with an American division and and a Canadian division. And I wrote an article on this quite some time ago, like months ago, months ago. And I said that the CFL, keeping its identity and not, should change the name to the Continental Football League so that we still have the CFL, but we don't have the Canadian Football League. We have the Continental Football League. And the Continental Football League has two divisions – An American division and a Canadian division. Canadian division exclusively plays inside of Canada, and the American division plays exclusively inside of America. At the end of the year, they play each other. Wouldn't that be a cool concept? That wasn't a hypothetical. uh, Talk to me. Go ahead,
2: Charles. I I, I I mentioned basically the exact same scenario earlier today. And you brought up the uh, American League and National League of Baseball, and that's the the example I used as well. Basically, you you keep them as kind of two separate entities, and then the winner of each league plays in a a, uh, uh, championship game kind of at the end of the league. And maybe even a better uh, uh, example of it would be going back to the 1960s when you had the NFL and the AFL. Uh, were at the, the same time, they were separate leagues, and they only played
4: against each other until the Super Bowl. They did not play against each other, right, until the Super Bowl. Is that what you're saying? Not until the Super Bowl. That's correct. Was the Super Bowl around <coughs> in the 60s? It started in the
2: in the mid-1960s. Because okay. those two started as separate leagues, and then they kind of did not a full-on merger, but they basically did – like we're talking about where the
4: champions of each league played each
2: other in the Super Bowl. That's how the right. Super Bowl came about.
4: And, and that's, that's uh, basically how the World Series came about, too, with the American League and the National League. Correct. So, I, so we're 50 years behind. Hmm. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's see this roll. Now, the whole concept here, and I know why everybody's freaking out, because they're afraid that we're going to lose our Canadian identity, which is the larger field, the three downs, the rouge, all the wonderful things that make our game special, unique, and awesome, think that it's going to get overrun by America. And there's a really strong possibility that they're right. But at a certain point in time, we have to look at this, and I'm not one of these people, the sky is falling, but there's a lot of people out there right now who do not believe the CFL is going to survive. Okay? So how can we make it so that they're, it's survivable? It, does this mean that we... This is not American expansion, is what we did in the 90s. This is a... a, a oh, God. I'm proposing something greater than what is on the table, in my opinion. I don't believe that there is anything to do with uh, a merger coming on the, on this thing. I don't think there is. I think this is some talks. The two of them are going to get together. They're going to do some joint promotions. They might even do some cross games. Wouldn't that be good, cool, an exhibition game here or there or a couple times a year, or whatever? That mm-hmm. would be kind of inter- interesting. And, and But to keep two separate identities and two separate everything else. Uh, that would be awesome. Why do players not want to come to the cfl because there's not enough money so let's get some more money how do you get more money well you get better tv ratings in america but the only way that this this league is going to prosper is if we get more tv rights out of america the only way that we can do that is to have more front and center with the league I mean, right now, half the Americans down there don't know the fucking thing exists. So, start playing games with the XFL, and if the XFL gets popular down in the States, this could be an, a, an amazing thing for the CFL. Absolutely amazing. We could keep be paying quarterbacks a couple million dollars a year. We could be getting some amazing players coming up here. What has to change for the CFL for this to work? William. Hmm.
3: Okay, so now do you want to know my case scenario on this? Do you want to know okay. the whole thing?
4: Sure. Okay. Sure. You know what? Throw it out there.
3: The the both the leagues merge. Okay, that's a that's a given. Both the leagues merge. Okay, they play Canadian Football League <laughs> rules in Canada and in the U.S. Okay, you eliminate the stupid-ass Canadian ratio system, okay, and you play football, and it will be successful. Why will it be Help. successful? I'll tell you why it'll be successful. Because it's not going to be... They're not going to be trying to compete with the NFL, because it's going to be CFL rules, okay? It's not, it's not going to be the boring shit NFL football, It's going to be CFL football, and I'm telling you they'll eat it up because it's for once the XFL the XFL can say that they're they're unique and they're not coming up with stupid ideas. Okay, the CFL is already is already uh, a league, and I'm telling you they get some TV rights and it will be it will be amazing.
4: Okay. You know what? I can't argue with you on that. That's kind of exactly my philosophy in it. The downside to that is the field, the (laughs) size of the field.
3: Yeah, what about the size of the field?
4: American stadiums do not accommodate a Canadian football field.
3: Well, they they they'll have to. It's that simple. There is a way they can, actually.
4: Of course there is. Yeah. Soccer fields. Well, I, I understand. And and you gotta realize that there are soccer fields in the majority in, in, in a lot of the NFL stadiums. So it is possible and doable just about anywhere.
3: In my opinion, the reason the XFL hasn't worked is because it's trying to imitate the NFL. And Correct. You're not gonna it, it, imitate the NFL.
4: We, we we have done okay. that we've we've gone over and over and over that the XFL Absolutely. failed because they tried to compete against the NFL you can't compete against a juggernaut they'll, and, and they'll the sink XFL you every has, time has
3: come up with XFL has come up with some stupid ideas and I say they're stupid because they are i mean let's go CFL rules three downs and then they get to see what real football is and i'm telling you they'll like it and and they all don't have to like it. If there's, there's 365 million people there,
4: okay, 10% have to like it. That's it. And it's oh, that, 10%, 10% like on. it. 10% already follow the CFL now in Canada. 10%, 35 go. million people. they have done a hole on that before.
0: Okay?
3: Well, there you go. So it's a given, and, and I promise you it will take off if it's done Right. And, and on top of that you'll get things like some of these organiz- organizations for the first time in their life will market properly will have tv rights properly will have everything that's proper cuz if you have an american league as well nbc or cbs or somebody is going to pick it up and and they have loose change in our in their pockets that will more than accommodate us better than the Better than TSN does for Christ's sake. Yeah. I, I think sure. it's a. I think it's a great idea. Okay. But I don't so, know if it will come to fruition.
4: So let's. So. Be realistic for a couple minutes here, okay? Yep. And let's not talk about a merger. Okay. Okay. How can these two leagues? benefit each other.
1: Has anybody looked at the actual real money owners of the XFL? Not Dwayne Johnson. Not the other guy. Redford Capital. The money, the level of money is stupid. $4 billion.
2: Oh, they got huge money.
1: And they're heavily involved in sports. The CSL, which begs for hundreds of dollars, now could have an inroad, inroad to a $4 billion company? Are you kidding me?
4: But David Braley was a $4 billion person, so... But this is an
1: American company that also has assets in Europe, everywhere else, in sports. I, I, underst-
4: I understand, but $4 billion <laughs> isn't a lot of money, okay? Okay. Um, Oh, I know. I know. But, but what?
1: There's a lot of money compared to the CFL. We've big for hundreds of dollars. I
4: understand. I, I understand. Stand. But in, in reality, some of the owners of, in, in the CFL, Bob Young being one of them, um, TSA, or Bell Media or MLSE being another one, have more money than those guys. Okay? And that's, they just own one team. Um, yeah, but, but these the guys would order, be
1: the next owner of the XFL has a would net worth the $320 million there, there's access to major
4: revenue yeah.
1: in the United um, States through this, major
4: revenue we had talked about going back oh three four months now, when I started doing those articles and stuff like that where he um, came up with the concept of uh, Rod Peterson actually broke the story uh, about MLSE purchasing, buying and or controlling the entire league. could that be a, the, the type of thing that happens here where this um, this money man down in the states ends up actually running the CFL? Well, wouldn't that just be fucking amazing? Because now you've got marketing coming out, yin-yang. I don't see it. Does it? Can anybody please show me a downside?
3: The CFL well, as we know it. The
4: the outpages, CFL as we yeah, know it. BFL. Hold it. Hang on. Guys, one at a time. Mark, your mic the really C- sucks right now. I just want to share that with you. William, go ahead. The CFL, as we know it, will disappear. In what capacity? Which I'm not
3: saying is a good thing or is a bad thing. The way it has been in the past, okay? Which a lot of diehard people cling to,
4: okay? I I, I don't know. I don't know. Why would – what would disappear? Why would our traditions disappear? Banjo Bowl would still be there. Battle of Alberta would still be there. The
3: traditions that would disappear is, number one, there's American teams. Okay, there's a tradition that's gone out the window. Okay. But they don't have to. We've he... had that before. It also wouldn't be called the CFL anymore. Why not? Well, because you just called it the Continental Football League.
4: It's which so is still CFL. the CFL.
3: Right, but it's not the Canadian Football League as we know it. But, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just grasping at straws here. None of these things matter to me, Okay. They don't matter to me. What I would like is I'd love to see the CFL game and IE the rules in a different league or in a bigger league with more money and more marketing. Because I've, I've said this on, um, I've said this on this podcast before. The NFL is not better. The NFL is marketed better. And they have a yep. bigger audience because they have more population. They have marketing dollars out their ass, and they market the whole thing continuously.
4: And that's the and difference. And effectively, yes. No, I, sure I agree, hundred percent.
3: You know, I mean, I was, I was, I was talking to my boss about this today, and my boss is forty-two years old, and the only reason he knows about the CFL is because his father took him to games. But he says the majority of people his age are NFL fans. They don't know about the CFL. So let's, let's you know, I mean, there's got to be a change. People don't realize that. But it's that simple. There has to be a change. And I guess the best change for us to have sort of a league would be to merge with the XFL because then you get an American audience as well.
4: When the story and broke, once
3: again, and once again, you're not you're not competing with the NFL. You're not competing with the NCAA. It's a no. it's a unique product unto its own. Yeah, just when, like when we the, all know about.
4: When the story broke that Dwayne Johnson purchased or or is part of the purchase of the XFL and the rehabilitation or renaissance of the XFL. The first thing that I said was, the CFL needs to get involved in this. Get on the fucking phone and get talked to Dwayne Johnson. I sent him tweets, okay? Boom, 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 boom. Dude, CFL needs you. You once had the CFL. They, they, They had your back. Now you need to help them, okay? And I'm so glad that six months later, they're actually having those talks. Are they having those talks because we bombarded them with the conversation? I don't know. Who cares? I'd like to think we, we, we in some small, special way, were involved in this. But, man, right from the beginning, this is what I was purporting. I love and it. The thing is, Absolutely too, is at it. the
2: same time, Dwayne Johnson has always talked about his admiration for the CFL and for Wally Buono, and he even came out today uh, with on his Instagram account saying how the CFL actually changed his life, and he says it's a passion for him. So that doesn't sound like a guy that's wanting to come in and change everything for the CFL. I think he wants to come in and he wants to enhance the CFL. Well,
4: I think and make it something ex- bigger. The XFL has failed. Twice, okay, because they were doing it wrong. The CFL has proven, has a proven track record at doing it right within reason. They've just never taken it to the nth degree that they needed to. This is awesome. This is absolutely amazing. And uh, I'm sorry if anybody out there disagrees with this, cannot understand what was it, it, how is this doing, can't wrap their head around change. The only thing that needs to happen here, the only thing that needs to happen here is we need to get rid of the fucking Canadian ratio. Bottom line, bottom line, I've been saying this for four or five fucking years now. Uh, probably longer. That's how long we've been doing the podcast. I, I've been talking about this uh, my entire life. I thought this was stupid holding a position to somebody because of his passport.
0: <sighs>
4: yeah, there are great Canadian players, but yes, that's then. And, and my thing, come back to the thing. That's kind of like saying the tallest midget. Uh
2: And I've seen actually so many of these traditionalists today saying, oh, it's going to mean the uh, end of Canadian content or Canadian, uh, you know, uh, ratio. Why is that a bad thing? Why in the world uh, do we want a league where there's players playing in it simply because of where they were born? And I've said this before. Let's let the best players play. Let's let the quality of the league go up. And people are going to make more money that way. I mean, if, why did I mean if a tr- Canadian is truly good enough to play, he'll get a job, he'll work for it, and he'll get um, he'll get put in the lineup. And I've always said, and people have disagreed with me, that a Canadian player will appreciate it more if he actually physically goes out there and earns a spot on the team rather than be given one because of his birth certificate.
1: So what you're saying is you don't want to see any more Cochie Mwambas in the CFL?
4: No. No more Cochie Mwambas. I want to see Chase Claypool. Exactly. I want to see Chase Claypool make it on his merit of being a damn awesome player. Cochie Mwamba. The only reason he was ever in the CFL is because his brother was better. I don't know. I, I'm excited about this. I think this is a, a totally amazing, awesome, wonderful news. I, I didn't even hear anything about this until what four o'clock this afternoon when you guys started putting stuff out on the uh, on our chat. I I just been I work all day. I don't get to see this shit. I don't go playing Facebook. So um, this is awesome. It's just got me excited. I you know I'm I'm kind of oh hum yeah we got another podcast tonight. Now this is exciting. Let's talk about the football. This is this is wonderful. This is cool. How can we not be happy about this? And and and, and could we actually get single game betting? Fuck. Wow man, this could be like amazing. That's his ex wife or is that him?
1: That's his ex-wife, who's also part owner of the XFL.
4: That's not appealing to me. It kind of looks like that. it's got the face of, like, uh, um, Bill Cosby. <laughs> this is some, like, female bodybuilder with Bill Cosby's face on it. You're scaring me now. Okay. <laughs> Don't, don't don't be doing that.
2: Okay. Well, I don't uh, know if I ever thought that I would agree with Dylan Sweets. You guys know who he is, of course but, we do. Uh, he, he makes a good point here. He and this is actually a very uh, very very good point that should not be ignored. He says we're in the year twenty twenty one, and no offense to the older generation, but they shouldn't be. Tr- but the CFO should be trying to attract new and younger fans in the age group between 8 and 36. And he's right. That because That's why CFL I brought up is the still... comment.
1: That's why I brought up the comment about the 46-year season ticket holder not going to go to any more games. It's not about us. It's about the next generation of fans.
0: Yeah, We're right. going
1: to be fans no matter what. You got to grow it, and maybe this is how. And I haven't heard them say anything about a merge. This is all about collaborating right now. Let's hope it stays that yeah. way for a while. Access that money,
0: and
2: I and I <laughs> don't think a merge is impossible, and 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 may not be ultimately a good thing. But probably not right away. I think maybe you can work together with the two leagues for a while, grow each of the two leagues while you work together, and then when the leagues uh, come up, then you start talking about it, maybe a merge down the road. I don't think you
4: can do it right away even if they wanted to. No, I, I don't think it's possible. I don't think they should even try no. it. Let's, t- let's just talk about how we can get along. Slowly. Yeah, and then I don't maybe you don't start with we're...
2: a couple of exhibition
4: games. A couple of exhibition games, and maybe even yeah, and work along, and then and hey, do a championship game. The Grey Cup, yeah. Victory plays the the whatever the fuck they call themselves. What what was the championship How game of the XFL you- called? I don't even. They never got
2: to one last. Well, in the original XFL, it was called the Million Dollar Game, and then they never actually got to a championship game last year, <laughs> so because COVID.
3: Or because no, the league Don't sucks. you think it would
1: be awesome if the XFL starts up again and they're back on ABC or whatever network it was and they're showing an exhibition game between a CFL team and an XFL team in the States on network television?
4: Yeah. Sign me up. Of course it would. Where, 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 where do I vote? <laughs> Can we vote on this?
2: Let's see the BC Ly- Let's see the BC Lions play the Seattle Dragons.
1: Exactly.
4: Oh, I'd drive to Seattle to see it. No, I'd have to get. I a might passport. too. I'd have to no. get a passport. I don't know. Maybe. What oh, a road trip be, that would be, fun
1: Charles.
2: To be- I was gonna say it would be fun to have to see the Lions actually get a geographical rival, which we've never really had.
4: Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be absolutely amazing? I, I I don't know if it would be Seattle. Would it be Portland? Oh, it could be
2: either one. I don't know. See, Portland didn't have a team in the XFL. Seattle did.
4: Did Seattle have a team there?
2: Yeah, the Seattle Dragons. I thought you were just
4: making that shit up.
2: No, that was an actual
4: XFL team. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm excited now. I'm not... Wow. I don't
2: see the drawbacks. I, I don't see any... And especially seeing as right now, we don't know exactly what they're talking We've got no details. All we know is that they're meeting with each other. That's literally all we know. And there's so many people throwing so many things out and jumping to this conclusion and that conclusion. It just started the, – the story isn't even 12 years old. Let's see this process out somewhat.
4: Without question
2: before we jump to a bunch of conclusions and get all upset and flustered over something we know very little about. It just, I've seen so many people just losing their mind. And I'm like, you don't know anything that it, more than anyone else do. So what are you getting all upset about? It doesn't make sense. Settle they down. they like
4: to get their panties in a knot. Uh,
2: apparently.
4: Because... It's so much better when you have something to freak out about Life is better than you're spazzing about. I don't know i i I, I cannot find a downside to this uh I cannot. I cannot. I'd love to see both leagues playing CFL rules.
0: Is Mm -hmm. it going to
4: happen? I don't know. I don't know. But let's let's hypothetically let's let's throw something out there, okay? Because I'm going to use an example here, and it's called the designated hitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So we play. A Canadian division plays CFL rules all year round. We have a Grey Cup. We have a champion. There you be it. The XFL plays American rules, has an American championship, and they have everything else, plain and simple. The two teams play each other. One year it's played in Canada, and we play by Canadian rules. Next year it's played in America, and we play by American rules. How's that a problem? If you do not have the ratio, which we seriously need to get rid of, okay? With or without the XFL, the ratio is the dumbest thing that I've seen in this sport. The majority of all the players grew up playing four-down football, okay? This scenario that I have just put out favors the Canadian team's Canadians have all played four-down football, Canadian CFL players. They either played it in America, they played it in Canadian high school, they played it somewhere. The majority of people have played four-down football that would make a Mm -hmm. team, especially if there was no ratio. How many Americans grew up and are playing in the XFL – have ever seen a 3 down football game? I'd say we'd win every every year, wouldn't you? Canadians are always going to be the champions. Canadians are always going to be the champions. Da, 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 da. Okay. Now that I've got that out of my system, the Baltimore Stallions. They'll just adapt. Everybody just adapts. This Phenomenal different scenarios that we could come up with, and I have not found a bad thing. It's a good win.
2: Apparently Bob Anybody Irving doesn't it? like it. What's that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apparently Bob
2: Irving didn't like it. i
1: thought you so sorry I did he was going to be on the radio today talking about it. And I'm so sorry I missed it. Ugh.
4: Shake my head. Yeah, Bob Irving doesn't like it. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Does anybody, does retire, anybody actually care what Bob Irving says? We Winnipeg
1: The he's Rod that Peterson that of Winnipeg. He's not that bad.
4: Yes, so, he is. So, he's he's probably worse. Everybody from Saskatchewan likes Rod Peterson, so that's why only the Winnipeg guy is sticking up for Bob Irving. <laughs> He, he's he's worse than Rod Peterson. I truly believe he is. He just doesn't have his big audience.
2: Rod Peterson was big time on board with this XFL thing.
4: Good. He's. I think Rod's a smart person. I don't agree with him all the time, <clears throat> but I've had some really good conversations with with Rod <laughs> Peterson. And
2: that's what I've also noticed, too, is that you get a lot of these emotional, you know, fans and traditional, you know, I don't want anything changed. I want the same everything as it was in 1960 or whatever. But the people who are around the league that really know the leagues, I've seen, like, former players. I've seen, like, guys like David Naylor, guys like Rod Peterson. These guys are all like, yeah, this could be a major, major success for the CFL. They see the opportunity here. They get the opportunity.
4: You you didn't include me in that, Charles.
2: Okay, sorry. You too.
4: You hurt my feelings. All right. Well, sorry. It happened. Yeah, okay. Well, it it, it. Uh happened. Did you really just do that, Charles?
2: I didn't. I don't have my board open that was probably Will.
4: How does Will have <laughs> access to the board?
3: I think he does.
0: <laughs> he yeah.
4: does.
3: No, I don't, Christopher. <laughs> yeah,
4: I, I don't, don't believe you. Sorry. What was that? That
3: was true. We have
4: was that on the board? That was not you,
2: William? I've had that sound on the board a long time, but I don't I don't you, I'm not even in Blog Talk. Do you talk have the right Blog now.
4: Talk board up or did you just play that?
3: I Who are you talking to?
4: I'm talking to William.
3: Yes, sir. I have the blog talk board up. No
4: <laughs> I did not know you had access to it. And that's cool. Chris, now that Chris, I can get now I can get you to do, do shit.
3: Christopher, you gave me access to it a year ago or two years that's, ago. Okay?
4: Fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just now I know I don't have to rely on Charles. I can get you to do shit too.
3: I mean I mean you gave Mogey free reign on the on the website and you gave me this board, okay, so
4: I did not give Todd Mogey free reign on the Let's Talk C F L pod or uh Facebook group. Okay? I did not give him free reign. Okay? Okay. He just picked okay. up the ball when I didn't want to play anymore.
3: Okay. Anyways doesn't okay. matter. I I don't yeah. listen or I don't look at that website anymore, so
4: and, um, and for that, I appreciate what he's done. Yeah, okay. I know you don't. Whatever. It doesn't it's matter because I'm not part of it.
3: So I'm good. I'm good. Anyways, okay, bottom line, what I love is a league, CFL-XFL merging. And and as much as people love the NFL, I'm just sitting here in my basement and sports desk is on, and I just saw something that makes me want to hurl, and that <laughs> Sam is hurl? the Dallas the Dallas Cowboys signed Zach <laughs> Prescott to a four year contract for a hundred and sixty million dollars. <laughs> you know what? Yep, he he's he's. He's so far away from ever winning a Super Bowl, Marcus Crandall is closer. Okay. And I just it just blows coming my in off mind. A
2: major knee injury.:
3: Yes, it just blows my mind that they can give uh, that guy that kind of money. And he is what would you guys say? Where would you rank him, Charles?
2: I would say he's in an upper tier, but I wouldn't say he's anywhere near the best quarterback in the league or anything like that. I don't know. You I, I don't upper think he's worth. Tier,
3: it. Are you talking? Are you talking top? Top twenty-five percent, middle of the pack. What well, are you talking?
2: I would say top ten, mid to low top ten, but not to get that much by one hundred and sixty million dollars. Good lord!
0: For
3: four years, my god! For a
2: guy that's never won a Super Bowl. I don't even know has if he's he, ever been has to the he,
3: playoffs. Has he won a playoff game? I don't believe. Not that I can recall. Not that I can recall either. As a Cowboy
1: fan, I can tell you no.
3: Okay. Wow. Amazing. And as a Cowboy Anyways. fan,
1: I can tell you I just about choked when I saw that contract.
3: Yeah, I, I just <laughs> like Especially
1: that. when I look at the picture of his ankle injury.
3: Anyways,
1: 160, $160 million. How much of that money was guaranteed, Will?
3: 40. I don't know how much was guaranteed.
1: 123.
3: Get the fuck out of here. Let's put this in
1: 123 perspective.
3: $123 Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's put That's this in perspective, too. In one season, he makes $5 million less Than the entire CFL.
5: (laughs) That's true.
0: That's true. So you got a
2: salary cap of five million dollars for nine teams, which is forty-five million a year, and
0: Prescott's
3: making forty million a year. (laughs) Love to have money like that. Are you still with us, CJ?
4: Yeah, I am. I'm here.
3: Definitely. What are you doing? Can we, is there something else to talk about besides the XFL? <laughs> well,
4: sorry, what was that?
3: Is there other things to talk about besides the XFL?
4: No. Because I'm pretty of course. sure we're all. Yes, we are. We're all, There's lots of things. We're all Take, done. The C, no, the CFLPA has come public saying that they support. <laughs> Potential collaboration with the XFL?
3: Of course they do. They think they're going to make more money.
4: Yeah, of course yeah, they of do. Course they have a choice, and, and, and they will.
3: Yeah.
1: Do they have a choice in the matter?
4: No. Wow. No, they don't have a choice in the matter. I'm pretty sure they would just be told to shut up and go back in the corner. Like, they, like, like that happens every time there's negotiations of anything.
3: And who Who's on hold, Christopher?
4: I don't know. You're the one with the oh. board up. I'm, I'm off looking at Rat Rock. Maybe it's
2: an American. Maybe it's an XFL fan.
4: Uh, what the
3: the area, area, is is, area code is
4: 612? Is this the same guy it was on before and he just wants to listen? Six 612? I don't know.
2: I don't know what the uh, 612. Well, Let me look this up. 612 is where?
4: You want to know how to answer area that?
2: area code is Minneapolis, Minnesota.
4: Is it American?
2: Yep.
3: Isn't that the same guy?
4: Hey, American.
5: No, how no are I think you? The other
4: guy was Canadian.
5: Good. Hello. Yeah. Can you guys hear me now?
4: I can hear you now.
5: Yep. Yep. We, we can hear you. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm well. Who is this? Who is this? Yeah. Yeah. My name's Mike. I was hoping to talk about the whole CFL-XFL merger.
4: Oh, you used to come on the show all the time. What? Sorry. What was your name again?
5: Mike.
4: Mike.
2: Yeah, no, you've been on this before, haven't you? This is
4: not Mike Townsend. This is a uh, no. different Mike.
5: Yeah, I called in a while. ago, a couple of months ago. I think maybe three or four yep. months ago. Okay. Go ahead. Tell yeah, us what I, you I think. Just called what the are family. your thoughts I was here? wondering, like, were, were you guys in support of the, old, you know, the potential? CFL xfl partnership you guys oppose it i, I didn't I didn't get you I didn't address it earlier
4: you haven't been listening to the show then have you
5: no I just I just
4: called in right now okay, oh, okay. well for the last six months we have been purporting the concept of a merger or a participation between the xFL and the CFL it's the most brilliant idea that we have seen in a long time and as soon as Dwayne Johnson bought the XFL or came out part of it. We we are all supporting it. But I I'm I, you used to be on Frank's show with us. I'm pretty sure of that. What what what's what name do you go by? I don't care. I'm fine. You don't have No, I said my name's I'm uh, Mike. It's Mike. Okay. Did you did you used to come on the podcast with us years ago?
5: Uh no. I mean, I called into your show like a couple of months ago. We were talking about what well, was at that time going to be a CFL
4: season, but that was, that was okay. a while back. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, there you be. There's there's the answer. All, all four of us are 100% behind any form of communications, that anything that will enhance the CFL and uh, keep it floating above the high tide line. Right.
5: What's your thoughts? And how what do you the, think? Uh, how's the vaccine rollout going out in Canada? Is like you guys think the season will start on time or what's the situation right now?
4: I don't believe that there's talk that there will be a season. It will not start on time. Uh, they've said that it won't start on time. Um I I personally don't believe there's going to be a season. Wow. Well, I
5: mean, because kind of it seems like everywhere else, everyone's expecting by May or June to have enough people vaccinated. Where they're going to lift all the restrictions, like in the UK, and the US, that's, that's what I'm hearing. So in Canada, I'll
2: just, it's going slow. I'll just speak on? up here, and I I'll just speak up here, and I I'm on the other side of the fence. I think we will have a season. I don't know if it's going to start on time. I don't think it will, but I do think there will be a season at some point this year.
5: Wow, I mean, because it's up in the million. air. I mean, how many people live in Canada? Like 35 million, 36 million, something well, like that. Well, 36 million. Right. And so, I mean, wouldn't I mean, shouldn't you guys be able to hit herd immunity a lot quicker than anyone else? I mean,
2: probably if we didn't like like have down here, we're doing
5: like two and a half million people a day.
2: Yeah, we're not nowhere near that up here.
5: Oh, what's the rate up there? We don't even get that many
1: vaccines
0: a day.
4: You're, no, you're, you're know, making geez. a, a the, you're making a very big assumption that I'm not prepared to take that leap, and that is that the vaccination is actually going to do any good.
5: Oh, no, I'm just talking about lifting the restrictions so that fans can go to the stadium.
4: Hmm. I believe they should. Oh, you, you don't want I, them to
5: lift, their, lift the restrictions? You should, should leave them in
4: place. or Uh, 100. If we don't get a handle on this fucking thing then it, 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 it it's it's gonna be the death of us all. And and right well, now not enough a people country. are taking you're it not seriously. Have a in
5: society if, if you if you keep if you keep it locked down like this, you can't keep it I mean, how long do you want to be locked down for?
4: Me? I, I I'm self been self isolating for the last thirty years, so I really don't give a shit.
5: Okay. <laughs> 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 all right. But I mean, you, you know, you I mean, economy, what kind of economy are you going to have if you, if you keep this up for a couple more years? I mean, what's what's going to be left?
4: Well, it depends on what what the, the lockdown is and what the, what's going on. I mean, we don't need to have people at football games. That's not affecting our economy. We don't need to have concerts. We don't need to have uh, mass gatherings. We don't need to have church service. We don't have to have all these things. The economy can function without any of these mass gatherings. We don't have to have them.
0: Yeah,
5: you what, can. What, First what? of all, uh, uh, having doing it outdoors, the transmission rate outdoors, the data shows is not that high. Secondly, when people who are under the age of, I think, was it 70 or 65, the the likelihood of you dying from it is really low. You know what I mean? Well, it's not like we, – we know now that it's not as bad as we thought. I mean, when it initially happened, we all thought it was like the Black Plague. Now we know that it only affects certain age groups and certain people with certain – you know, pre-existing conditions that that could be cause uh, some some concern, but for most people, it's not an issue. Especially if you're under the age of like forty, you really have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Well,
4: I, I'm I'm pretty I much just, betting I just don't think the it's mind. worth
5: I don't think I don't think it's worth just blowing up your economy and destroying your country to that point. Where I mean, what are you gonna? You're not gonna have a country. You can't you can't lock down forever, and we can't live in fear. I mean, we got to at some point
4: we got to move on. Well, we we have moved on. Our society up here has moved on. We're not doing things uh, 100% the way that they were before, but we still have escalating numbers of of confirmed COVID cases, and people are still dying. So.
5: Well, how many people have died?
4: Does it matter?
5: Oh, yeah, it does matter. Because, I mean. What if it was your
4: mother? Well, it would doesn't matter, matter whether
5: it's making it, it at a personal level. But what it matters in the sense of, for example, if the number of people that have had it is far greater than even what we came from the case that we actually confirmed, which there's a lot of studies showing that's the case, and we find out that the actual the death rate is a lot lower than initially expected because it's it's been going down consistently. It went from the initial projection saying it would be 2 to 3%. Now we're down to less than 1%. And in certain age groups, it's like 0.001%. I think that matters it having it, information it, it, and making versus versus just telling people a bunch of fear and people just paralyze in fear because of they haven't got complete information. But when people know all the data, you realize it's, it's not as something, it's not as terrifying as you initially thought it'd be. Well, I mean, millions what. of people die <laughs> from diseases every year, whether it's the flu, cancer, all whole host of diseases from all kinds of stuff. And at some point you've got to realize that you, you can't just huddle in your basement and just hope to God you don't get a disease. You've got you to go out and live. I mean, the lockdown in itself can't even be a problem because if you have people staying in, indoors all day in close quarters with other people, that's when people can get sick through that. Versus going okay. outside, getting some exercise, getting some sunlight, that's actually good for you. We're
4: going to talk football because okay. right now this is not a direction in which we want to go we've been down this road way too many times and there is no answer to it and uh, so we're just going to go back to talking football okay if you yeah. want to hang around and uh, listen to the show you're welcome to it otherwise All right. you take care of my <laughs> okay guys Back to this. Where are we? Bob Young. Despite the XFL talks, the focus is still on having a 2021 season. Well, we've just traveled down part of that road. I don't think that's going to happen because I don't. I see most of the rural areas right now are having a problem there are, There's an upswing in numbers pretty much straight across the board. Oh yes, we've got a vaccine. Everything's wonderful, but I don't think we're going to have a season in 2021. Charles, you have an alternate opinion. You believe that we're going to have a season. Are we going to have fans in the seats if we have a season? Pot-
2: potentially, and in reality, in Canada, the cases are still going down. I mean, not. It, it depends where you go. Naturally, overall, the numbers are down from what they were a month ago. But there's, I mean, that doesn't still too many. It doesn't matter if they're down one is probably too many, but anyways, uh, having said that, I mean, I'm looking, I don't know if we're going to have full fans, I mean, we're seeing now more and more uh, leagues, we're seeing hockey, we're seeing baseball, and so on, where they are bringing in fans, not obviously full back, they're bringing partial fans back, so like in a... Say in the case of a hockey arena a 20,000 seat hockey arena they're bringing three, three to 5,000 back in a, in a 40,000 seat or 50,000 seat baseball stadium they're bringing 12,000 people so they're spread it out so I could see at least the beginning where they come back and they have uh, limited fans and then based on how the situation with COVID goes they could add more to that uh, and just kind of take it on a case-by-case. Case. So I, I don't think they can completely go no fans. I don't think anyone believes that. Uh, they want to get as many fans as they can in the building, but they also have to, if they are going to try and play, they've got to do it safely. So, I mean, there's going to have to be, least, and this is still something that I think they got to work out, there's going to have to be protocols. I mean, I know that they've got to the return-to-play protocols, but there's all this other stuff that still needs to be worked out. This is part of the reason why I say they're clearly not going to start on time. I, I've always thought that if we are going to see any type of a season this year, it'll start in August or maybe even as late as Labor Day. And I could see them going in and playing the Grey Cup in the middle of December. I mean, it's a couple of weeks later. I mean, it's going to be cold no matter what. Uh, so I could see them doing that. I do think, like I said... I think they have to have a season this year because quite frankly I think that the, the league's um, uh, the league survival depends on it and why I say that is because we know in the past years that in Vancouver, that in Toronto they've already had a, a less lesser um, they haven't had the media attention and so on that other sports get and if they're not playing two years in a row They're just going to get totally forgotten about because these other teams, even though they're playing with no fans, they're still playing. They're still getting press and so on. And then if the the NFL uh, or the the CFL doesn't play, they're just going to fade into the oblivion. Now, of course, the XFL thing's kind of thrown a wrench into that, but we're still in the very urgy stages of that, so we're going to have to see where that goes. But pushing all that aside, I think they have to play. Will they have fans? I could see that with limited fans at the very least to start and then take it from there.
4: Okay. Mark, what's your thoughts, my friend? I I agree with
1: Charles. I think we'll have a season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it starts August. I don't see it running later in September, but you no, know, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if late July, early August, you see the season start up. Uh, the good thing with it is outside of BC, everybody's outside. It's a, They can relax those restrictions possibly to get more people in, but I do see some things in the stands in September, for sure. I think we will have a season. I think they have to have a season no matter hmm. what, whether they're sense or not. They just they can't do another year of no CFL. That'll just drive but, more and more of the younger generation straight to the NFL. I, I,
4: I'm not disputing that, but nobody, <laughs> nobody... Can tell me that that's exactly what's going to happen? Oh no, no, of course not. It's just an opinion. Right. Everybody says that if the CFL does not play in 2021, it's doomed, it's dead, it's going to die. And what the fuck are you basing that on? Opinion, just like it's you an said. opinion.
1: Opinion, it's, it's
4: an opinion, that, right. and that's that's it. That's all it is, right? Well, my opinion is that yes. the CFL will survive another season. If we don't play. Because okay. I much would rather have another season where we don't play than to put people in the stands. Because this team, they're going to lose more money football without fans than they will by not playing football. So, yeah.
0: because no, it's agreed. a game-driven league. They
4: need, they need to play the players. They need to play all the coaching staff. They need to pay everybody out there. <laughs> so, for that to happen... They need to spend a lot more money. If they don't have the gate, they can't pay that money. They're going to lose money. <laughs> we don't know yet how many fans are actually stupid enough to go into those stadiums.
0: Well,
1: six of nine teams lose money every year no matter what.
4: That's There's a theory. I don't believe that's true. The People don't lose money, lose money if you keep doing the same shit over and over again. <laughs>
1: The losing money at this point, that that to me is a moot point because they all lose money anyway.
4: Well we don't know that. You're I assuming just, that. They tell <laughs> us that.
1: David Braley has said it for said it for decades. I'm pretty sure we know in Montreal, Alouettes, we losing money. I'm pretty sure yeah, we know that Toronto. That's a poor
4: example. The three
1: largest markets in the CFL lose money.
4: <laughs> and and I I don't know where you get these numbers from that the BC Lions are losing money. I, I every time David somebody says this ridiculous, stupid comment, I counter it, and they I they don't lose money. David Braley did not ever say that the BC Lions lost money. Never once has he said that. Okay? BC Lions don't lose money. They're a profitable football team. Or at least they were, under his stewardship. Will they continue to be profitable? I don't
1: know. You're making a profit with 15,000 people max in the stands?
4: Well, no, it's more like 18 to 19, <laughs> but they they are profitable at 12,000. And, and one, one of the
2: reasons One ago. of the reasons for that too is the uh well, no, one of the reasons for that too is because of the water boys, which was set up by Bob. Percent, Charles,
0: they have how many times do we the, tell
2: these? Yeah, and people don't believe that, but he, this was set up by Bob Ackles back when he was president of the BC Lions. And one of the, what the Waterboys is, for people that may not know what that is, it is a group of some of the most influential business people in British Columbia. And there's a whole group of them. And they're all there with um, sponsorship. They do all sorts of different things uh, business-wise that help bring money into the BC Lions. This this is a program that pretty much no other CFL team has, and this was one of the things one of the first things that when Bobby Ackles returned uh, to um, the BC Lions from the states, this is one of the first things he did because I think he modeled it after some of the groups he had seen down in the states, and they create a tremendous amount of revenue for the BC Lions.
4: And that has been like
2: that for years.
4: Charles, 100% agree with you. It's just impossible to convince anybody of it because they, they, don't under, they can't wrap their head around something that is so awesome as this. <clears throat>
0: because
4: they, they just don't have it, so they, they can't deal with it. BC Lions do not lose money. They have not lost money since David Braley bought them. So please do not include Vancouver in the three largest markets in Canada but, that lose money. So continue with your statement. Just don't include Vancouver in that because I'm not buying that bullshit.
1: Oops. Okay. Fine. Um, so we'll say five of 19 lose money in the CFL. You still have over 50% of your league losing money. The teams that make money make a million dollars profit, maybe. We've all agreed that the business model has to change, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. It needs to change now.
4: Go ahead. William? Your thoughts on the season in 2021?
3: Oh, oh, you haven't completely forgot about me. Okay. I haven't forgot
4: about you at all. You weren't making stupid comments, so I left you alone.
3: Um, 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 you know, I personally... I'm on the fence about if there will be a season or if there won't be a season. But I don't think they should have anything but a full season. As in, don't delay it, don't make it half a season. What's the fucking point? Okay? Half a season is better than nothing. If you look at the NHL and if you look at the other leagues, those guys have lost money from having having what they've done. So... You know what? If it's not ready to come back, I I do believe I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I do sort of agree with you, Christopher, about not having a season this year. If it's only going to be a part of a season, I I, I what's the point? Okay, you are you trying too hard? Have a full season, have fans in the stands. I'm all for that. And yes, Christopher, I'll be one of the nuts that go to the stadium because. There will be lots of there will be lots of nuts that go to the stadium because they think because they've gotten a vaccine they can go. Okay, I'm not going to be one of those people, but I will still go I, to the stadium.
4: I, I understand.
3: Okay, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I will not get a vaccine, but lots of people. All I hear about is when people get the vaccines, is all this stuff going to open up? And it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. So I'm going to say there will be a CFL season this year. Um, We shall see, though. We shall see. I hope there is.
4: I I do, too. I Honestly, I hope that there is a CFL season. Okay? I really do. But last March, last March, not this March, but the one before – When everybody started saying, oh, my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Are we going to have CFL this year? I said, we'll be lucky if we have CFL next season. And you can go back into the podcast if you want.
3: No, I remember you saying that. I remember you saying that.
4: I said, we will be lucky to have a Mm -hmm. a season next year. Yep. And my opinion of that has not changed. We will be lucky if we have a season this year. Hell, we might be lucky to have one next year. Because this season, if we have a season this year, if they pull this together and they open the stands up and they fill it with people and we have an explosion of COVID again, regardless of whether or not it's caused because of this, the football, but because everybody's doing these stupid things because they're vaccinated, um, we could get it, it could be worse. It could be worse than it's ever been.
0: But well, when you say
3: true. when you say something like that we're we're going to get back into the we're going to get back into the covid discussion and I don't want to have that discussion. So
4: Yeah, and, and I'm, you know my, I'm 100% okay with that.
3: You know my opinion on on the whole thing in general. So so yeah. I mean, as far as the football goes, I I hope they open the I hope they open the stadiums up to people. And you know what, Christopher, I don't know because of the, the, the fear that is out there, I don't know if people will go to the stadium. I, I still think you'll get some, but I don't know how many.
4: I, I, how I, many. I understand and appreciate that. I do. Mm-hmm. I mean... I agree. I mean... I, I, mean, I wouldn't step foot in that stadium people, for for hellner money. You couldn't pay I mean, me to lot, go to a football game.
3: A, a lot of people... A lot of people will will uh will watch football from home. Okay. Hundred percent. Let's face it. If it's on T V they'll watch it. Okay, and rather than go to the stadium, which is common now anyways. Um so and I and I think I don't know, I, I think uh it's been a whole year since anybody's been in McMahon so I'm thinking the bunnies have probably repopulated it anyways. So
0: <laughs>
3: that, thing's pro- that place is probably infested by now. Well, it could, it, be. It could is, be. Is there
4: even a McMahon Stadium? Have you seen it lately? Have you driven by? No, no, I, I've driven by it a couple of times. It's still standing, baby.
3: It's still standing.
1: But how so, big are the rats?
3: Well, there is no rats in Alberta, Mark. Okay. They're bunnies. Okay. But there's rabbits and there's mice, okay. And I don't know, maybe there's a whole bunch of homeless people that have moved in there. It's hard to say. So I would think that the the Stampeders have employed at least one security guard over this whole thing. Maybe I mean, that's how not their responsibility. Is it? maybe not, who knows? Maybe maybe that's how Bo Levi supplements his income is by being a security guard at the at
4: McMahon. Who knows? Well, if they're paying them, they he might they might as well put them to work.
3: Absolutely, I agree, hundred percent. Right. so I I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen. I I I I mean, this past week, as I told you guys before, my gym opened, and uh, I have gone to the gym every day this week since it's open, and I've worn a mask the entire time I've been at the gym when I'm working out. And you can actually breathe through these things, but halfway through the halfway through your workout, it's like you're wearing a wet. It, it's like you're wearing a wearing a soggy diaper on your face, okay? And it's not very pleasant. So, but whatever, whatever. So we'll see.
4: Let's ditch. We've gone past CFL yes. or XFL. We'd, this was the Bob Young's focus on this. Let's do something really s- crazy, really stupid. Okay? Because I can do that. Okay.
3: Okay. You're good at that.
4: Power rankings.
3: Oh, I like this.
4: I CFL has put this. out power rankings.
3: I was hoping you'd do this.
4: Of course, we're going to do this. We have the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the number one spot, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in second place. Uh, yeah, the Bombers won the Grey Cup, but with an 11 and 7 record, Hamilton had a 15 and 3 record. Was that elevated because of the being in the Eastern Division? Probably, but they also beat every East-Western team in that season. So you know, Hamilton was a pretty tough, tough cookie that year. We got the Saskatchewan Roughriders in third place with a 13-5 and five record, which was number one in the Western Division. Montreal, this was a bit of a surprise. They put them at fourth place, Montreal. I'm not sure that they can do that. Uh, Calgary Stampeders in fifth with a 12-6 and six record from 2019. Uh, BC Lions in sixth place, 5-13. and 13. That was disgusting. Uh, Edmonton in seventh with an eight and ten record. Toronto in eighth with a four and fourteen. And in ninth place we have the Ottawa Red with a three and fifteen record. Surprises won three games, period. Do you like the the rankings, Charles? Do you agree with uh, them? what would you change? Really,
2: there's not a whole lot. I would change Um, I honestly I might swap Winnipeg and Hamilton and put Winnipeg 1 and Hamilton 2 because Winnipeg are the champions and until someone shows me otherwise they're the reigning Grey Cup champions so I'm putting them on top especially considering that they've re-signed virtually all of their free agents uh, you could switch Saskatchewan to Montreal, but I probably wouldn't. BC Calgary, for the most part, these are pretty good. You might rate the Argos a little bit higher. You might, uh, I might, leapfrog them over Edmonton, maybe even over BC, but that's kind of a stretch. But for the most part, I don't think these are too far out to lunch. I think these are relatively, uh, relatively
4: good ones. Hmm, interesting. Mark, your
1: thoughts. Well, just based on everything so far, I do put anything above Hamilton, simply because the last time they played, I believe it really wasn't much of a football
4: game. It was only one Um, game.
1: Yep. But the last game they played, it wasn't much of a game. Uh, Saskatchewan I would definitely keep it number three unfortunately because I think they're gonna be a very good football team. I would swap Calgary with Montreal. I would move Calgary up to fourth. Um, I may and move Montreal. I could I could or could not swap Montreal with BC. I could move Montreal, uh, move BC to fifth. And that might be a stretch, just based on last year, with um, that uh, mine. But the rest of it, no, I'm good with.
4: William, what say you?
3: I don't care.
4: <laughs>
3: I, I really don't care. I mean, power okay. rankings are exactly You want to go that, back to talking about
4: XFL?
3: No, no. Um, you know, I Hamilton, can do that. Winnipeg. Hamilton, Winnipeg. I would take uh, Calgary and put them uh, in third behind Winnipeg. Put uh, Montreal right behind Calgary and then Saskatchewan below that. And then BC Edmonton, fine. Toronto should be going a lot higher because they have signed a lot of players and a lot of good players, and I think they'll be a good football team this year. But uh, good
4: or better? Oh,
3: oh, much better. Well, how you can't be much worse than four and fourteen. So Three and it. fifteen.
4: Look at Ottawa. You could
3: be two and two and sixteen. I mean, Ottawa is in a perfect place because they don't have a quarterback. Okay, Um, but Toronto, they've signed some players, man, let me tell you. So they should go up. I think they should be ahead of Edmonton for sure. And uh, maybe even ahead of BC. So uh,
4: once again, it's a
3: crapshoot this year. It's a crapshoot this year. We'll see.
4: Okay, here's Christopher's opinion on power rankings, on these power rankings, not power rankings in general because whatever. Uh, the number one position on a CFL team in most football teams is the quarterback. You got Hamilton has Jeremiah Mazzoli and Dane Evans. Dane Evans is a an upstart, maybe good enough, maybe not. We haven't seen enough of him to justify it. Jeremiah Mazzoli's coming after off of a bad knee injury. Uh, is he healthy? Yes. Could he be? He's had a year off. He should be. Was He, he was never really that good. I don't think Hamilton's worthy of a first-place position. I like the team, but you know what? I don't think they're that good. Winnipeg. Behind center is who? Zach Caleros. We all know that Zach Caleros is one hit away from a hospital bed. I wouldn't be betting my season on him. I think he's an amazing quarterback, probably the best in the CFL. but we have just seen too much, too bad, too many bad things happen to him. So no, I'm not I'm not taking Winnipeg and going yay, yay, yay. I would not be excited about that, and I'm not excited about anything behind Zach Caleros in Winnipeg. Saskatchewan Rough Riders have Cody Pajardo. I've... no. Saskatchewan Rough Riders last season had an amazing year because they were left in a very good position from Chris Jones. We have now Craig Dickinson has had a full year to screw this team up and we'll see what they what happens okay I do not believe Saskatchewan is going to be as solid as what they were in the past. Cody Fajardo may or may not be a competent starter in this league Montreal Alouettes Vernon Adams jr i i I don't hold any faith in. Fernand Adams Jr., the badge at all. Bo Levi Mitchell, arguably <clears throat> the best quarterback in the CFL. Calgary had a bit of a hiccup last year or the last season because Bo was injured. He's had short surgery and a year to heal. Can he come back to his old form? Will the Calgary Stampeders be solid? I think so. I would put Calgary up in the number two position. Number two position behind Winnipeg. I do like the chances of Winnipeg because having Andrew Harris, uh, you don't need that good of a quarterback, or at least you do not have to leave the guy hanging in the back looking for a receiver. So, I, you know, I, I'm okay with Winnipeg up there. Hamilton in third place, Saskatchewan probably in fifth. I'm going to do a homer pick in here in the BC Lions. I think the BC Lions have assembled a bit of a nice team. They've, they've filled a lot of holes, although their defensive line is a little bit questionable at this point in time. I think they've done an amazing job just about everywhere else with Mike Riley and his quarterback. I would never put BC as low as six. That's not possible. Probably up in fourth. Edmonton? No, I have no faith in Edmonton. Um, I would put Toronto up a little bit, but not much. Sad to say, I don't agree with the power rankings. I think they're all over the fucking board and they're wrong. You know, nobody's looking at the quarterbacks. Quarterback's the most important position. I like Jamie Elzondo in Edmonton with uh, Trevor Harris, and I think that those two can do good things. Is Edmonton going to be a better team? They're going to be a better team than they have been. Who, who's that Nick, Ar- Nick Arbuckle in Toronto, right, with uh, Ryan Dinwiddie? Yes. Yeah. And Matt Nichols with Paul Lapaliste in Ottawa. Well, we're not going to change Ottawa. They're staying in ninth place. But Montreal's too fine high. I would put Montreal down in seven. Just I can't see them doing as good as what they did last year. Now, with the new COVID-friendly schedule having more Eastern Division rivalries or, or games played, uh, they might actually end up being above five hundred. Although I wouldn't bet money on it. Better team than Saskatchewan. No. Are they a better team than Edmonton? Yes. Only leaves Calgary. BC and Calgary are the ones that are going to battle for a, a, a decent position. I don't know. I I, I like to go with uh, Will's scenario. Power rankings. I don't give a shit. Well, especially in March.
2: Like who cares? I mean, how do you have power rankings when they haven't played? I mean, I guess they're basing it on last season's records, but still, I mean, a lot of you changed can't.
4: Since then. So much has changed since then. I'm not going on last season's records. Last the last season's records are stupid.
0: Hmm.
4: I'm done with this. Anybody else have anything to say? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've done nada. pretty much. Yep. Okay, let's uh, let's grade free agency. William, do you care about this?
3: Um sorta. It's it's it'll keep us amused for a little bit.
4: Better than going back and talking about COVID, isn't it? Yeah. Put out Uh, by the Winnipeg. No, this is a a TN argument, isn't it?
0: I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. uh, Additions were Bryant Mitchell and Mike Benson. Long snapper, ex-BC Lion. Been out of work for a while. Uh, lots of departures Lucky Whitehead Justin Medlock Cody Speller Chad Rempel okay quick takes on additions Mitchell Bryant Mitchell had a breakout season with Edmonton in 2018 with 60 catches and 800 and some odd yards enough to earn him NFL shots so he's been down in the meat grinder down in the states. so I'm excited about him coming up to play for my team. Not. Quick take on departures. Yeah, 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 yeah. Overall grade. Free agency, they gave a, an A to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on free agency. What fucking moron made that up? Mark, can you justify this? Mike Benson was a, a phenomenal signing. Really big addition to the team there.
1: I think they're basing it on the Bombers didn't have to sign the ton of free agents because they signed all their own. Mm -hmm. And if Mitchell comes back from that injury okay, that 867 yards receiving was in 11 games.
4: I agree. Yeah.
1: You, you think about it that's like 2500 yards receiving
4: you should never extrapolate that like that that's, so. no it's not even that it's 11 games there's 18 so that's 7 that he's missed so you know 7 out of 11 okay you, you add another 400 yards onto that or more yeah, um, and, and nobody does that over eighteen it. games. Nobody yeah. does it over eighteen games. It,
1: they're basing it on the Bombers signed all of their own free agents. Yeah, I think that's what it, is. it has to be.
4: What it is? That's what that business is. Oh, of of course it has to be. Okay. Because nobody.
3: Mind you, mind you, what they mind you, this and, William. This Williams guy could be the best receiver they've had in the last five years. Who? You know what I mean? This Mitchell? guy that they signed. Mitchell, Mitchell. It's true,
2: because they have not had, really, in their last year, even in the year they won the Grey Cup, they didn't really have any what you would call blue-chip top-notch receivers. It was
4: more receiver by committee.
1: But, Charles... Their top receiver was yeah. Darvin Adams.
4: Why, yeah. why would you have top receivers? You don't have a quarterback.
2: Well, yeah, that's they true. They,
4: they haven't had so a that's quarterback based on their years.
2: defense. But even sometimes a really good receiver can even
4: make a mo- moderate quarterback look good. Of course they can. But they haven't. They haven't had that. Okay, so next up we got the Montreal Alouettes. A plethora of signings, a plethora of departures. Are they better? Are they back up? What do they need? How can they get an A overall grade of what the Alouettes have done? They got an A. If
3: they signed a couple of. Pretty good stud uh, defensive lineman.
4: What Almondo Sewell?
3: Se- so- Sewell, yes, and uh, Nick Usher.
4: Calling them studs might be a bit of a stretch. And look at their mm-hmm. two O linemen that they sent here. Good, good running back William Standback. That was a that was a good call. I don't mind that one.
3: Patrick Levels is a is a is a Sam linebacker. He's quite good. He's an ex Calgary guy, of is. course. Patrick
4: Well they've got him in the D B position.
3: Yeah, but Sam linebacker, same thing. Yeah. I know he plays Sam for sure, so but they did lose Seonta Evans who is a... Who was a, a shut down corner? So. Yep. Yeah, that's a ex, that's a bad loss. Another ex-Calgary stampeder. Um John Bowman. You know what? I know he was old. Okay, but that leadership in the locker room is all about him. I'm sure.
4: You you want to know the word stud? That's Bowman. Yeah. Gray Rutherford was a big ago. loss, too. Yep. And as was Enoch Mwamba, regardless of what we want to call say about him. We'll see what Stanbeck has in the running back position. I don't know. Again, an overall grade for the Montreal Alouettes? I don't think so. I'm not seeing it. Hamilton Tiger Cats, what did they do? Santos Knox and Cianti Evans. There's some upgrade in the defense, isn't there? Yep. <clears throat> yep. They did lose Larry Dean.
3: Yeah, but they lost him two years ago, too. Yeah. So.
4: I I like what they've done. A B plus. Yeah. Okay. Edmonton Eskimos. Darrell Walker, Derek Dennis, Sean Lemon, Aaron Grimes, Jonathan Rose, Jonathan Mincy, James Walder Jr., Kenny Shaw. Oh, almost sounds like geriatric signings. They lost Santos, Knox, Seawell, Tuggle. Oh, they lost Logan Kil- Kilgore. Oh my God. Retired. Yeah. Retired. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Writing was on don't, the wall there, wasn't it?
4: Don't you don't you have to play to retire?
3: <sighs> yeah, he did play a couple of games last year when Harris was hurt.
4: Yeah. Overall grade was a B plus. (laughs) I'm going to say that's a little bit. Go ahead, Charles.
2: I was just going to say that I think that's a little bit too high because, yeah, they brought in some notable names, but a lot of these guys are much older. Yeah,
4: that's why I said geriatric They didn't get
2: younger, yeah.
4: I, I'm not excited about Edmonton's prospects. Okay, Toronto Argonauts, big signing was Nick Arbuckle. <laughs> uh, Cameron Judge, <laughs> Charlton Hughes, Eric Rogers, Cadero Law, Cody Speller, Terrell Sinkfield, John White. There's some big names that the Toronto Argonauts have signed. Are they going to keep them all is the big question. Who would they lose? They lost Chris Akey, Aki Alex Spazzy, Bola Combo, Craig Rowe, whole pile of X P Z Lions, and McLeod Bethel Thompson is gone. Does he did he sign anywhere? Nope, no. He's he's still working on his I'm, NFL. Ex-
2: yeah, I was gonna say I read that that guy was talking about. Oh, maybe I can get on in the NFL. Boy, good luck.
4: Is what, a tackling dummy?
2: I'm sorry. He was barely a starter in the CFL. How's he going to catch on the NFL?
4: I don't think he was a starter in the CFL, was he?
2: For Never a while. really
4: full-time. No. No. No, he wasn't. No. That's like Chris Streveler. But he made it in the NFL. I'm surprised he hasn't been cut, though. Okay, so do you like the moves that Toronto's done? I do.
3: I do. I think they've improved. I think they improved. They improved.
4: I, I'm a little concerned about their quarterback position, but time will tell there. We've seen Nick Arbuckle around at a few too many teams to actually get excited about him. But TSN gave him a the Argos a B.
3: And now here's a team I think should have got an A plus.
4: So, what Saskatchewan? No,
3: Toronto. Toronto. You
4: think Toronto should have yeah. got
3: an A? Absolutely. Toronto's done a pretty
2: good job. They brought some good team players in.
1: Yep. Well, that defensive line alone.
0: Yep. Oh yeah,
4: without question. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, Saskatchewan. Br- Saskatchewan brought in Micah Johnson. Lost Charlton Hughes. Brought in Larry Dean. Lost Solomon and Al- Aluminum. Brought in Jordan and Justin Herdman. Reed. Interesting. Lost Cameron Judge, and Dion Lacey. I don't know if they got better. I don't think they got better. Oh, big signing, Brett Boyko. They're very excited about that. (laughs) Ryder fans are losing their mind over this one.
3: You know, and and the worst season uh, Mika Johnson's ever had was the year he was in Saskatchewan two years ago. Yep. Okay, so you know, I mean, and He's, and he still also Charles doesn't and have, and he also doesn't have Charleston Hughes either. Because mm-hmm. whenever whenever Mika Johnson does well, he always has a good defensive defensive end next to him, i.e. he had uh, Charleston Hughes for a while, he had Cordero Law for a while, and he just hasn't worked out since when Saskatchewan once again, is it the system or is it the player?
2: It's always really hard to tell until they actually leave and play yeah. somewhere else.
4: Yeah. So Saskatchewan got a C plus. Okay, which takes us to the B.C. Lions. Anthony Kayafi? I don't know. Marcus Sales, <laughs> Lucky Whitehead, Shaq Cooper, Chris Rainey. I'm not jumping up and down about any of these signings, although I'm kind of happy Chris Rainey's back.
0: Yeah. I like Lucky, Lucky
4: Whitehead. I, what? I, I think Lucky Whitehead is going to be a great addition to Brian Burnham. Yep and that's just, that that's just a good thing. I'm happy about that. I kind of wish that Micah Johnson had put on a BC Lions uniform, but that didn't happen. Yep. No. Nope. Uh there I don't think we really lost anybody else that's really kind of upsetting to me. Um overall great. The guys grade brought in
1: the- from, from the guys brought in from BC Marcus Sales is the big one. You've got a great defensive back there.
0: Mm-hmm. Whitehead
1: will be on the end of the bench trying to find playing time halfway through the season. You can quote me on that one, Christopher. At that midway point of the season, he'll be on the bench.
4: We'll see. Different different organization, different – actually has a quarterback in BC. He's never had one of those before. Overall grade is a C. I might give him a C plus, years. but nothing higher than that. BC are going over to the Calgary St. Peters now. Jameer Thurman, Michael O'Connor, and Dakota Prukop. Calgary's big signings are two court backup quarterbacks. Jameer Thurman was a pretty big
3: signing. Christopher, sorry. Yes, he is. But they did lose a
4: lot. They did lose a lot.
3: Yes, they did.
4: The needs for 2021 would be an offensive line and a defensive line. Who's ever been able to say that about a John Huffnagel team?
3: Yeah, no kidding.
4: they They say that every year.
3: Okay, and... He comes up with guys, so
4: He does. He does. Um I don't I don't get their Calgary is always a wait and see. Always a wait and see. Okay? Because <laughs> You know what I said, said. Will says that he pulls rabbits out of his hat all the time. I'm prepared to wait and see. Yeah, me too. Yep. I just noticed and on the B.C. Lions
2: list, though, they didn't mention Bola Combo. Who the Lions also signed.
0: Mm.
2: Who I think can be an impact player.
4: Who who lost him? Saskatchewan lost that him, didn't he? The Saskatchewan lost I believe him? so. No. And he... he no, he was with Toronto. He's not on. The... That's right, Toronto. Okay, so so uh, Calgary, I'm okay with the C. They're they're so far right now. Yeah. It's mediocre. I I think that they always pull out some some young studs that nobody knows about. So hard to argue there. Uh, Ottawa Red Blacks big signing, Micah Awe. I'm okay with that. That's an on and on. Amazing skills, amazing talent. Never really came to full fruition with his, his abilities. I really liked him at BC. I was very disappointed when he left, but he took some serious dumbass penalties. Uh, I was just going to say he took too many penalties. Matt Nichols, quarterback. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Who would you rather have, Matt Nichols or Nick Arbuckle?
3: Nick Arbuckle.
0: Nichols.
2: Uh you know what? I'm probably going to agree with Mark and say Nichols too, because Arbuckle played six games as a starter. I mean, Nichols wasn't the be-all end-all, but he has had at least some more success than just six games. If Matt
4: Nichols, N- Matt Nichols is never going to win the Ottawa Red Blacks a Grey Cup. Okay, fact of the matter, he's not that talented of a quarterback. But if he can get the Ottawa Red Blacks to 500 football, a hell of have- luck. That's three times, three times what they they won last year. Yep. That's just a 500.
1: 500 football in the East of the playoffs. That's all you want to do, right?
4: That's all you got to do. Get into the playoffs, get lucky. So, Ottawa Red Blacks did not receive a C in their free agency. They didn't. I don't know. Okay, and then it says the five most significant players' moves in the off-season thus far: Charlton Hughes to Toronto, Cameron Judge to Toronto, Micah Johnson to Saskatchewan, Amando Sewell to Montreal, and Bryant Mitchell, if he stays healthy. Any arguments?
3: Nope. No.
4: Okay, we've got we're past the three minute warning. Uh, we've really got only got one thing here left, and then we're going to close this up pretty quick. The CFL has hired the architect, the the architect of the NHL's COVID bubble for their return to play playing play planning. Easy for you to say. Do you guys think right. that this is significant? I I'm going
2: to say yes, because he put together a uh, program last year for the NHL that was practically flawless. And I know he's got different
4: challenges than this, but who knows? They're not the same challenges at all. No, I realize that. I agree. Okay. Totally different. Just because it worked there doesn't mean it's going to work here. True. You know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he made
3: so much goddamn money with the n h l he can now afford to work for the c f l yeah just just saying
4: <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't think it makes much bit much difference. I don't think that there's anything that this guy can do to come up with. It's going to make a bone bit of difference to the CFL. You've got to play with fans in the stands. NHL is not playing with fans in the stands.
1: Nope. They are in the States.
4: Yeah, well. Uh, Yeah, in some cities they are, yep. They had 70,000 people at the Super Bowl, too. Okay, we got to close the podcast off. We're under a minute. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 473. i been the host, Christopher Jones. It's been a pleasure talking football with y'all and a bunch of other silly-ass topics. I'm still really sad about Chris Schultz. we got 30 seconds left. Charles, go real quick. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Mark?
1: Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week.
4: And William say something meaningful.
3: Good night everybody. Congratulations to Brendan McGuire, who used to be on this show. He's about to have a child, I do believe.
4: Oh, yeah, Michael I saw
2: that too. Saw that
3: too.
4: Yeah. That that that's a medical miracle, isn't it?
3: I'm not saying anything, Christopher.